Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 24 for me and season 28 for George. This is day two of season 96. The first question asks us, what city did something interesting happen in November of 1979 and end 444 days later? Yeah, so um, the dates for this really just made me think of the uh, hostage crisis in Iran. Um, and the, it matched up with the fact that, you know, it's kind of um, the inauguration of uh, Ronald Reagan. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, that that's kind of what uh, precipitated the end of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and so if we're asking what city that took place in, then that would be in Tehran, because that's where the, the hostages were. So that's what I put down. Yep. Yeah, for me, uh, 444 days. Mm-hmm. That was, that, that's always stuck in my mind. It's obviously a very uh, notable number. Sure. Uh, but yeah, once I saw that, I thought, oh, this is going to be about the hostage crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. January 20th, 1981. Reagan was inaugurated and they immediately let the hostages go. Yep. This is Tehran. I, I did have some pause over, is it Tehran or is it Teheran? Oh. I feel like I've seen it both ways over the years. I think it, yeah. And since it's, it as well. you know, it's in Farsi, so, <laughs> you know, they probably have a uh, entirely different way of spelling it that doesn't transliterate precisely. Right. So... Yeah, but I finally just went with Tehran. I feel like that's the more common version. And that was the correct answer as written. Question two uh, asks us for uh, an archipelago that is an autonomous community of Spain and that is amongst a collection of islands in the North Atlantic off the coast of Northwest Africa. Uh, so North Atlantic, a bunch of islands, Spanish. Uh, my first thought was Canary Islands. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I take it back. My first thought was Gibraltar, and I thought, no, that's ah. not, that's like not in the North Atlantic, and I'm not entirely certain it's even an island. Um, and I think it's explicitly not Spanish either, for that matter. So hmm. I just kind of dismissed that and thought, no, what was, what was those islands that were out there? And I thought the Canary Islands. That sounds about right. Are they Spanish? They could be. Uh, are they, are <laughs> they really in like, are they in the North Atlantic? I think so. Uh, I seem to recall they were kind of one of those stopping places when people were trying to cross the Atlantic, especially in the oh. early days. They would kind of get that far and decide, okay, you know, we, we know we got this far. Maybe we can keep going. Um, and, but that's really all I know about them, other than the fact that they don't have canaries, but they have dogs. <laughs> and the Latin word for dog is canis, and that's what they're oh, actually named right. after. Uh, but it, it, I couldn't think of anything else that really jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Canary Islands. Yeah, this was really one that, um, you know, the question neatly eliminated any ambiguity about for me. Um, you know, it, it ticks off. It's not Cape Verde. It's not the Azores. It's not Madeira. Um, and so if we're talking about an archipelago of islands in the North Atlantic or the, you know, off the coast of Africa, Spanish you know, community, um, then that's, can only be the Canary Islands as far as, as far as I know, not that my geography is my strong point, generally speaking, but this is one that I think I must have run across when I was just trying to kind of, um, learn more, um, 
I don't know, areas of the world. Like, you mm -hmm. get, a, get a sense of some more geography, mm -hmm. um, including in Africa in particular, um, but just in general, because I've been trying to not feel quite so ignorant about those things. Um, so, yeah, this is one that just kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of unique enough in a few different ways that I guess I just kind of um, uh, solidified my understanding or knowledge of it. So... Uh, I also put down the Canary Islands. And that was correct. Indeed. And then I feel like that was basically a guess, at least on my part. Mm, like I, good guess. I, I convinced myself that I logic my way into it, but I didn't <laughs> know that. Like, just didn't know. Anyway. Question three asks us, what sitcom was Angus Jones mathematically 20% of? Uh, so this one... I, you know, there, there's a number of, um, let's say different shows that have numbers of people in them, like party of five mm -hmm. or eight is enough mm -hmm. or my three sons. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously the math doesn't work on any of those. And, uh, so I was just, you know, thinking about that casting around for, could it be like the Partridge family, you know, something mm -hmm. that's like a group of people that's referenced at the Waltons, it, mm -hmm. but you know, these weren't all quite sitcoms, um, that I, you know, kind of in my estimation, they were more like dramedies or, sure. I guess My Three Sons was a sitcom, but that, you know, just, I ruled out kind of entirely because of the math part. Yeah. Um, and finally, I uh, bethought to myself, um, this could be a really clever reference to Dairy Girls because they're mm. the four Dairy Girls. Okay. But... The cousin James, the cousin who's always there, who's yeah. always there, who is basically one of their, is a member of their group. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, oh, that would be kind of funny to, you know, the fact that that's uh, uh, one fifth of the, you know, so-called titular characters. Sure. Um, and I thought Angus T. Jones was a suitably, you know, British Isles enough name for uh, it to be the name of that actor because it, mm -hmm. it it sounded faintly familiar, but I couldn't definitely couldn't place it. Um, specifically um and so i thought you know this i thought you know very clever mr integrity this is this is a cute way of referring to dairy girls and, and kind of calling out that there's a male member of the cast like that reasonable reasonable uh, i i couldn't think of this through my usual morning routine um and i, and I tried also thinking of you know kind of shows with numbers in them shows with five people in them and it mm -hmm. just nothing landed for me so i so i tried thinking okay angus t jones i know i've heard that name before i i i don't know that i've seen this show or that i haven't seen it a lot it didn't lodge in my mind but i i know that name mm -hmm. which means it's got to be fairly recent we're, we're not talking like andy griffith's show right we're right. talking something you know within my adulthood Mm -hmm. which I realize spans an awful lot of territory, but still <laughs> not as much as the history of television. Mm. So I just tried picturing Angus T. Jones. Who is Angus T. Jones? And a face popped into my mind of uh, a, a kid with not, not exactly a fat face, but a kind of a roundish one. Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of, kind of cousin oliver looking but then more modern than that and i thought oh yeah he's that kid from two and a half men uh, he's the half a man 20 mm -hmm. percent. got it okay yep that's it two and a half men 
And that was the correct answer. Um, uh, we've stumbled upon another answer that I'm proud not to have gotten <laughs> because it's a terrible show that has benefited one of the worst people on the planet. A couple of the worst people on the planet, but yes. Well, who really holds to, a candle to the main to one? half of the worst people on the planet, in point of fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to think about except uh, the, the one in particular mm-hmm. who sure. ruined his image from our uh, yes. 80s... Uh, <laughs> um, rat pack image of him. Yep. So, um, yep. but yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. In I, other I, words, this show is terrible, and <laughs> you know, like legitimately, we've talked a little bit about: do we need to um, uh, sort of culturally center certain entertainment properties that are, you know, detrimental to a lot of people in society? Mm. And this I would include among them because the star of this show was an abusive, you know, misogynistic, you know, unredeemed person mm-hmm. who you can tell I'm just not even bothering to name because he doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just feel like I shouldn't ever be asked to answer <laughs> a trivia question about him or this property. Reasonable. Yeah, I don't think I've seen an entire episode of this show ever. Which is probably why I didn't entirely recognize the kid's name, but eventually it lodged. (laughs) The remote button would be sizzling from how (laughs) fast and hard I would hit it to change the channel. Question four uh, makes me slightly less angry, um, but only slightly. It gives us uh, the formula for iron three oxide and asks what its uh, more common name is derived from the Greek for red. So that didn't help me. Greek for red, I just couldn't couldn't think of what that root would be. Uh, so I tried thinking of reddish ores uh, and landed on cinnabar, mm. which I know is where we get mercury. Yeah, that's a mercury I, mineral. I, I, I knew that until I started that sentence. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it's mostly mercury, and I and I know that. But then I thought, like, well, maybe that maybe it's mostly iron. We just kind of get some mercury from it. Mm-hmm. And maybe the mercury is somehow suspended. I just, I, I had to talk myself into this, even though I knew it was wrong, and just <laughs> because I couldn't come up with anything else. And I just, mm-hmm. so I finally said, "All right, fine, it's cinnabar. I'm done." So, I had sort of a similar thought process, but I came at it a little more like I'm kind of a fan of gems and minerals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be always a favorite part of a natural history museum for me. And so I went through different possibilities that I thought of based on the, you know, derived from red part. I think I was landing on a lot of Latin ones, like Mm -hmm. things that are like either start with an R, like rubrum kind Mm -hmm. of rust is in that same group, um, you know, for an iron mineral uh, or an iron uh, oxide there. Um, And so I couldn't come up with anything that sounded like an actual mineral name. Um, you know, rubrum, rubrium, like I, nothing along the line kind of clicked. And then I thought about like, what about like, um, uh, carnelian or carmine or those mm. car or carn, carm kind of, sure. uh, minerals that are generally reddish. Um, and I thought, yeah, that could possibly be, uh, one of these ores. Cause I, I figured it'd be something that I, knew of and it it notes that this mineral is typically red or reddish brown mm-hmm. 
And so thinking about the iron types of uh, minerals I know of, I mean, there's like pyrite, but that's, you know, golden in tone. Mm -hmm. There's hematite, which I have never seen be any color but metallic gray. <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, and, you know, even if it would kind of like be along that lines of like, well, hemoglobin, blood, that kind of thing that would suggest red. Um, I thought, no. Hematite is not typically reddish brown. Uh, that was something like if you go to the Wikipedia article for hematite, you get a nice crystalline picture of a metallic gray mineral. Mm -hmm. um, and so I thought, no, no, that can't be right. Uh, so I finally did go with carmine because I was like, I know that's, I'm pretty sure that's a mineral of some kind. I know it's reddish. Uh, it's certainly the name probably derives from some term for red. So that's that was my best guess but it was hematite yeah sure typically red uh-huh <laughs> it i mean i i combed through the wikipedia article to see is like is this the main ore that like industrially that's what's uh -huh. mined and used for you know smelting iron or whatever and it doesn't specify anything about that it huh. doesn't you know it leads off with the metallic gray uh -huh. and you know, it, it mentions the red or reddish brown, but like typically, no. Huh. People's experience of hematite, of seeing it in the world, is going to be the metallic gray. Huh. And so I feel annoyed to be uh, deliberately or, or not, maybe not intentionally, but uh, directly led away from an answer that I might have pulled sure. if it wasn't misleading. I'm sorry. Question five asks us for the title of a Best Picture Oscar winner and says it fits in a list that includes Appassionata, Waldstein, Pathetique, Pastoral, Tempest, and Cuckoo. Yeah, so this one, I could tell all of those were uh, referencing like classical music pieces. Um, I knew that I'd seen Pathetique, Pastoral, for sure, um, and Cuckoo makes sense as, as a musical reference. Um, but I couldn't dig through my best picture names that are single words to really pull this one together. And partly, I think I was picturing these as symphonies when in fact, that's not the type of piece that they are. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up going with Titanic because I thought mm. the Titanic symphony sounded like a plausible um, type of thing. I don't know if all of these are by the same composer. I think they are, but I, I, I couldn't, you know, picture which composer that was either so titanic was the best i could do i have you know, no idea i did the same thing couldn't land on one finally figured amadeus maybe mm. uh, like maybe yeah just because hey it's a classical thing and sure i think that one best picture i could be wrong true uh it was a while back but yeah so that was for, for lack of anything else, I just couldn't think of another symphony, uh, you know, probably single word, best picture Oscar winner. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and it was Moonlight was eh, the correct answer. Yeah. So it was Sonata. sonatas, not symphonies. Yep. Um, so that kind of threw us off the path a little bit, sadly. Yeah, I have not seen that movie. N yeah, nor I. Yeah. Um, I've heard great things about it, of course, mm -hmm. but... Uh, that was one that, like many best pictures, tends to garner a great deal of acclaim and then just kind of yeah. drop off the map. I feel um, like that was like 
2017, 2018 thereabouts, like when we had it a young that long ago, a yeah. young child mm-hmm. and did not go to movies basically ever. Yes, so. we um, you know, I I will look back at my um Facebook memory posts and often see little capsule reviews that I would do when we would go to the best picture showcases at the mm-hmm. the yep. AMC theater around here. Um which was a very fun thing to do, but not easy when you have a, a little kiddo who can't babysit themselves and um and is, is just can't be left alone. Twenty sixteen in fact. Sure. So she was one when yeah. the movie came out. So yeah, we were not seeing anything. Yeah, and we also weren't watching like uh, big dramas uh, yeah. in general, even if we did watch a movie. That's on true, yeah. By the time that became big, we were like kind of tapped out on drama. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, we just didn't, we, we still don't watch mm-hmm. as many movies true. as we might be able to. True. Because there's so much else to watch. Yep. So much content. Indeed. Uh, and finally, question six describes for us the. Uh, uh, the crest for an English soccer club that features Prince Rupert's Tower, and we're given lots of other extremely excruciatingly British references, <laughs> and the a Latin phrase that is also uh, included. Uh, remember that episode of The Good Place where Michael left them and uh, left him a bunch of clues about what, like his, like that he was still actually on their side, even though he it looked like he he had become evil again and at one point uh, eleanor says like hey we found all we found these four clues that you left us and he was like yeah actually i left you more than a hundred thousand (laughs) clues but i I figured those four were the easiest for you since you have such primitive ape brains Uh, (laughs) this is how i felt reading Mm. this like i know there are clues in here Mm -hmm. i know that every that, that so many of these words and so much of the way that it's being said is definitely like it says village lockup like okay so Mm -hmm. he's trying not to say jail what Uh, soccer teams uh have jail in their in their names (laughs) none i can't well at least i don't know of any Mm -hmm. part of that is because i know the names of four english soccer clubs and (laughs) one of them is the one from ted lasso which i'm fairly certain but not entirely doesn't actually exist that is correct so i was I had to go with, like, Arsenal. I've heard of Arsenal. Mm. Could that have been, like, named after a tower of some kind? You know, a lockup, a jail mm. that was also used, say, to store weaponry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That makes as much sense as literally any other soccer team that I can think of. Sure. So we'll go with Arsenal. Yeah, this one I had very little to go on as well, despite the abundance of uh, words and phrases <laughs> in the question itself. And I was left, once again, depending on my geography knowledge, but of like the geography of England, which mm-hmm. is even worse mm-hmm. than so much other of my uh, world geography knowledge. Um, so the River Mercy, I was trying to figure out like, what city that I've heard of is on the Mercy. Um, is that where Liverpool is, maybe? I thought about Manchester. Is it, is it one of the, you know, Man United or Man mm-hmm. City, I think, are the two of those. Yep. And um, I thought, I, you know, that doesn't, like, you know, maybe I've actually seen this logo just briefly as I read through my um, RSS reader headlines mm-hmm. or 
you know, flash by on the TV or something like that. Right. Uh, during some other sporting event that I actually was watching. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I finally came around to maybe this is Liverpool because I'm supposed to recognize Mother Noblet's Toffee Shop as some Beatles reference where they, okay. in their history, um, you know, and similarly, you know, the River Mersey. Um, I just, but that was, you know the the barest thread that i could try to grab onto mm -hmm. and i think it slipped through my fingers anyway but i put down liverpool just because that's a city name in england that i know oh of course it was everton oh yes and the world renowned yeah. what everton <laughs> oh my gosh like this is so far down on the tiers of like pop culture unless you're into soccer hmm. like wow yeah that's just yeah, kind of mean. It is kind of, you know, what's the what's the first major league baseball team to reach 10,000 losses? Like it's a, <laughs> it's a thing that you may have heard of, mm -hmm. but, but who cares? It's not a thing that probably percolated out into the wider world. Right. Yeah, I I can't imagine how I would mm -hmm. have known this other than being an actual yeah. soccer, you know, watcher yep. of some kind. Which is fine, you know. Sometimes trivia yeah. is just stuff you don't know. Yeah, and, you know, possibly outside the U.S. or Oh, yeah. This probably played you know, a lot easier for people in England. Easier. Yeah. Oh, and one of my opponents today was, their location was Is in England. English. Oh, so I was like, oh, I, I can won that one. Yeah. And I put a, uh, but the person had, a, that was in the private rental, the person has a very high classical music score. Mm -hmm. So zero on number five and one on number six Reasonable. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two... All of two on the day, Oof. not even two and a half, just two. Mm. Um, you know, so my response is, ask me a question about Dairy Girls, you coward. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this this really left me kind of downcast after mm. only getting up to all of three yesterday and talking myself out of one and just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. All the things I, I mean... either didn't want to be asked about or you know again sort of felt misled about so mm -hmm. that's never a good feeling yeah i was at three i might have i don't think i ever would have landed on moonlight but i feel like i might have mm. lucked into that one but mm -hmm. never going to get to hematite never going to get to everton so yeah i'm i'm impressed that you yeah. pulled uh two and a half men although mm -hmm. again my I, television score just is as obscene good. I know. And it's not necessary. And, and a lot of the questions I get are television that I do not know, mm -hmm. but I, it, it percolates it's into adjacent my brain. to yeah, it, stuff you do know. It just kind of, you know, I, I, I've probably read uh, about two and a half men many, mm -hmm. many times over the years. What's interesting about it is, you know, the, the showrunner is the same guy who does Bob Hart's Abishola mm -hmm. and mom mm -hmm. and the big bang theory all of which we've watched a great deal of mm -hmm. and found more appealing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of amazing just how uh, off-putting mm -hmm. that show was, but how wildly popular it also was. It yeah. ran for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so it, it feels like uh, he's evolved considerably <laughs> over time. Uh, you know, they're generally family sitcoms, kind of broader humor, which sure. is enjoyable too but um uh bob hart's abishola honestly is just lovely mm -hmm. much of the time yep. so um recommend that one but but not this one <laughs> well 
Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>